Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. So today's topic is actually a question. Are you a good parent? Now, the reason I chose this topic today was because recently I learned that the most commonly searched parenting related topic was how to be a good parent. And I believe that has been the most popular search on parenting for the last three or perhaps four years. We know that our current generation of parents, we have been completely blessed by so much access to information and books and classes and parenting webinars. And that's a good thing a lot of the times, but also has come with a side dish of a lot of pressure and sometimes a lot of judgment or a sense of being judged by others. And we're also really inundated with a new capability to have a bit of a window into other people's lives, specifically their lives as families and how they parent and what their kids are up to and what they're serving for dinner and so forth, all thanks to social media. A blessing and also a curse. And I think We're probably all in agreement on that. So I thought about this and I thought about learning how that is the most commonly searched topic, how to be a good parent. And honestly, it made me a little bit sad because it made me think about how many of you out there ask that question of yourself, am I a good parent? Or wonder, how does one become a good parent? Or, you know, is there some instruction on how to be a good parent? Well, what really fascinates me about that search and that topic is what is a good parent in the first place? How would you even define or describe that? Not everybody would necessarily see that or define that in the same way. But just the fact that parents have that question, have that doubt, and then turn to the internet for their answers, that made me sad. So I decided today that what could be really helpful would be to address this topic on the podcast and basically help parents think about what is a good parent and maybe rethink what they define as a good parent. And then also today on this topic, I want to maybe shed some light on reasons that you may be wondering or searching about if you're a good parent or how to be a good parent. What might make you think that you're not a good parent or you don't already know how to be a good parent? 
and then also provide some solutions to help you gain confidence so that you can stop without searching and stop looking for instructions on how to be a good parent, but also recognize that perhaps you already know how to be a good parent and that you already are a good parent. So first, I want to start off with my three answers to the question, what is a good parent? I'll give you a little bit of an upfront hint. My answers just might surprise you and not be what you're expecting. So my first answer to what is a good parent? A good parent has children that at times behave like children, meaning that they have toddler, preschool, school-age kid, and maybe even teenager tantrums and meltdowns. They have kids that are messy and make messes. They have dirty clothes, sometimes even out in public. They can be loud and chaotic and wild. They have children who are siblings and they fight. And they might even talk back to you, to teachers, to other authority figures. That's one definition I have for a good parent. My second definition of a good parent, a good parent has kids, a home, and a personal appearance that is not consistently Instagram perfect. I mean, they might order takeout dinner a lot. Their kids' lunchboxes don't always look like works of art. They themselves as parents sometimes skip showers or overdue for haircuts. They wear athletic wear every day and don't even have an intention to work out. Their kids don't always get the lead or the part they want in the school play. They don't always score goals. They don't wear matching clothes. And their homes are not always organized, neat, and tidy. My third answer to what is a good parent. A good parent has children who make mistakes. Yep. Good parents have kids who break rules, get caught cheating on tests. They have kids who are sometimes mean to their friends. They have kids who hit and maybe bite other kids at daycare. And yeah, they might roll their eyes, swear, maybe not do their homework or forget to turn it in. So those are my three definitions that I'm providing today of what I think constitutes a good parent. All right. So like I said, my answers may not be what you're expecting, but I think you get what I am saying that likely there's reasons why you may be searching or wondering how to be a good parent. And it might have to do with what you are defining as a good parent in the first place. So the three main reasons to kind of go along with doubts you might have about your parenting and not knowing how to be a good parent. Here are the three reasons that I want to share and shed light on. Number one, you might have unrealistic expectations for your children. Number two, you may be comparing yourself to other parents and therefore you might be holding yourself to an impossible standard. And three, you may see your own or your children's mistakes as evidence of bad parenting. So what do we do about these reasons that you're doubting yourself? I want to give you now 
solutions to these three reasons so that you can hopefully feel more confidence and get out of a place where you are still wondering if you are a good parent or how to be a good parent. So my first solution, if your child is acting like a child and that causes you to question if you're a good parent and you, the reason behind that is you probably have unrealistic expectations of your children, here is the solution to that one. You need to reset your expectations. Your expectations may be unrealistic and they may need to be lowered or modified or dropped altogether. You might need to make a shift in your expectations and that alone will help you gain confidence in your parenting. You know, toddlers through teenagers tantrum and have meltdowns. I think we probably all could admit that we as adults have even had meltdowns and adult tantrums. Not all kids are good at or enjoy sports or music or the arts or academics. You might be pushing your kids and insisting and commanding and demanding that they perform for you as if they're more mature than they really truly are or pushing them towards independence in a way that is actually backfiring and causing them to be less mature and less willing to try to become more independent in a way that's healthy and a product of the developmental stage they've reached. You might need to instead start focusing on parenting in a way that is more conducive to allowing the maturation process to take place and unfold using the 3D parent approach, which I've covered in other episodes in terms of how you can parent in a way that will allow your child to grow and mature and develop on their pace. It will occur. We might just need to get out of the way or stop pushing it. And you might also just have to accept that kids typically are messy and dirty and can be loud and chaotic. You might just have to accept that futility, that that's just the way kids are and are meant to be. My second solution, and this is for the second reason that you may be doubting yourself as being a good parent. If the appearance of your home and your meals and your children and yourself are not quote unquote post worthy, and that is causing you to question if you're a good parent, you might be stuck in comparing yourself to others and holding yourself to impossible standards. So what's the solution for that one? Stop being a perfectionistic parent. You know what? We all are guilty of this from time to time. You need to stop fooling yourself into believing that the snapshot view that you see on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever, is reality or what is always going on. Or when you're in person or observing other parents, the park or at school or some type of a parenting group, you've got to stop fooling yourself into believing that that snapshot view that you have of them as parents and their children is the full story. You know what? They likely have unpostable moments just as often as you do. They're just not posting about it. They're just not sharing it openly with the world. Or maybe you caught them on a good day. You know, sometimes when we are in public and we see a parent struggling with a child who's having a huge meltdown in the middle of the grocery store at the park, we feel like, oh my gosh, first 
so relieved that that is not our child because we know that yesterday it was. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's not me today. But at the same time, most of us also feel a lot of empathy, but we kind of keep our distance and kind of watch from afar. And at times, some of us may have even judged parents unfairly and said, gosh, they don't know what they're doing, or they clearly don't understand how to parent children. Yeah, stop that too. (laughs) That's not fair for yourself. That's not fair to other parents. That's not fair to your children or other people's children. We need to stop that and stop doing that. That's part of what is feeding this kind of perfectionistic parenting that I'm referring to that needs to stop. So you might consider occasionally, you know, when we're talking about social media, you may want to consider occasionally real posting things that are maybe typically not shared publicly. You know, that might help you feel better and kind of accept the imperfection that exists in your life just by putting it out there and owning it. And it might help you stop judging yourself so harshly. But let's be real. Whenever people do that, doesn't that make you feel better? And isn't that something that you feel is, oh my gosh, that is so relatable. Thank you so much. That was me or that is me. Thanks for being so real. That honestly is so much more inspirational to me as a parent than the perfect pictures that are posted that sometimes make me feel badly. Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. I wanted to share quickly a personal experience with this recently. I'm part of a Facebook group. It's not even necessarily a parenting group. But somebody posted recently that they were in a rut in terms of preparing meals for their family. And they just said, hey, I'm in a rut. What are you making for dinner at your home tonight? And then people posted their answers. And we're talking about the most mouth-watering recipes. Things like Italian chicken breast with acorn squash roasting. Um, Homemade sauerkraut with Polish sausage. Chicken milanese with tomatoes roasted alongside garlic, rosemary, potatoes. Yeah, that initially made my mouth water, made me really hungry, made me realize that, yeah, I did not cook anything even remotely like these people. And initially that made me feel not great. And I thought, gosh, you know what? I'm failing. I have not been really doing a lot of good family meal planning and cooking, but I stopped myself and I realized what I was doing. I was holding myself to an impossible standard. I was comparing myself to other parents and the meals they were preparing for their family. And that was making me feel like I was not a good parent, or at least not good at consistently every single night putting a nutritious and mouthwatering and inspired meal on the table for my family. Sometimes I do, but not every night. And more recently, lately, got a lot going on. I've been doing less inspirational, post-worthy meal prep for my family. So you know what? I took that and rather than just feeling bad or beating myself about it, I did a quote, real post myself. And this is my answer. I'm going to read actually what I posted in response. 
I said, um, so after a super long day working and parenting my four kiddos and after my husband let me know at 6.30 p.m. that he needed to stay at work and actually would not be home probably until around 10 o'clock, surprise, at that very moment, recognizing that we had pretty much no food in the house and I had zero desire to be creative with the random pantry items that we did have, I went down to the market at seven o'clock and grabbed a bunch of assorted hot items and groceries and everyone kind of just ate what they wanted. So for the full menu, the six-year-old had pirate booty, French fries, and a side of cashews. The eight-year-old had French fries and grilled cheese. The 14-year-old had fish and chips. The 16-year-old turned her nose up at the items and decided she would eat later. And I think I ate a handful of raspberries three French fries, and half a piece of fried fish. Then I chased that down with, I think, six Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> my husband just got home, and my bet is he is going to eat soggy reheated fish and chips, most likely. So yeah, totally winning at the family meal planning today. I hope this inspires many others. And now here's my favorite part of sharing this story. Somebody chimed in and responded to my share and said this, you are rocking life and rocking life was in all caps. I'm not kidding. You've very successfully kept six, count them, six human beings alive, including yourself. So here's the thing. I didn't need this person to give me that response. I didn't need that. I already knew that. At the same time, that response still made me feel really good. And I also know that by being honest and not sharing some delicious meal but instead sharing the reality of what it looked like at my house that night, I probably also helped somebody that was reading the list of different meals that were being shared and was feeling pretty bad and like they were maybe a bad parent that night. So really this perfectionism that I'm talking about is comparison and driven by insecurity and competition and that needs to stop. So you might need to take a social media break or unfollow people if you can't stop judging yourself by these impossible expectations and standards, or maybe find and follow people who mix up those perfect posts with real posts. And when you're in real life in the company of other parents, that will happen more consistently. I just know it, even with this pandemic still going on. So when you're in the company with other parents, you can do the same too. You can give up some type of facade you may be putting on that you got all pulled together and you're a perfect parent and instead connect and share your struggles and talk openly about what is hard for you right now as a parent. And that might help yourself and others. And also remind yourself that this is not a competition. There's no trophy or prize for parenting. Okay, so then the third, the third reason and solution. if your child making mistakes is causing you to question if you're a good parent, it may be that you believe it is your job to prevent your child's mistakes. And it's not. So what's the solution for this? You need to start seeing mistakes as opportunities for growth. And honestly, you need to welcome them. Expect that they're gonna happen and welcome them and see them as opportunities, not proof that you're a bad parent or that your child is a bad kid. I hope you're not thinking that at this time, but if you are, stop. You need to make it safe for your children to make mistakes. That's a good sign of development and growth. And like I said, it's an opportunity for them to continue their growth. So making it safe means you also 
don't punish or shame or blame your child for making mistakes. Stop doing that. That makes it unsafe. You need to recognize that mistakes are coming from your kids taking risks. Yeah, and some of them are not great risks, but it also might be because they're taking risks that show evidence of maturity, of independence emerging, and their own desire to do things for themselves. They're me do it. I can do it myself energy. So we might need to step out of the way and focus on the energy and the effort they're putting forth and trying to do things for themselves or taking risks. And don't put so much focus on the outcomes or expecting it to be perfect, accepting the mistakes and maybe not even point out them when you notice them, unless it's something you really need to do. This is something right now with my youngest, I'm seeing a lot of, she is a kindergartner. She's six years old and she is for the most part, pretty consistently getting herself dressed in the morning. And that's great and something I am encouraging and want to continue to encourage. And that means that sometimes she comes downstairs from her bedroom and the breakfast table and her, she wears a uniform at her school and her uniform is sometimes backwards. And sometimes it is inside out. And honestly, sometimes I've missed that mistake. More recently, she came downstairs and her jumper of her uniform was on inside out, but I didn't notice it because she had a sweatshirt on over the top. And it wasn't until she came home at the end of the day that I recognized that her uniform jumper was on inside out all day long. And I looked at it and I could have called attention to it, but what was the point? That actually might've made her feel like, oh, I made a mistake. That might have made her feel like it's bad. It's shameful. And Doing things for myself is going to make me feel bad about myself. So I'll stop. I'll stop trying. You know, sometimes I go ahead and I help her fix something if I feel like it needs to be addressed. She also tends to put her shoes on backwards a lot. Sometimes I let it go. Other times I realize that, yeah, that's going to get pretty uncomfortable. So I'll say, oops, wrong foot. Here, let me help you do that. And then she goes forth and she puts them on the right way. So this is all evidence of growth. Mistakes are evidence of growth. Sometimes they're cute, like what I described in my daughter. And sometimes they are mistakes that are evidence that your child took a risk, made a mistake. And now you can help them grow and learn from their mistakes, not by punishing them or shaming them, but helping them acknowledge and set an intention to not make that same mistake in the future. Another thing that you can do to get out of this rut is to normalize mistakes that you make. You can acknowledge mistakes that you make in front of your children. You can be like, oh my gosh, oops, I forgot. I made a mistake. I did something wrong and I'm going to correct that. I got pulled over in traffic because you know what? I didn't stop at the stoplight and I got pulled over. I made a mistake and now I've got a traffic violation ticket. I made a mistake, but you know what? I've learned from what I did and I'm not going to do that in the future. So if you normalize making mistakes and acknowledge them in front of your children, you're going to take the shame away from making mistakes. And when you make mistakes in your parenting and maybe make mistakes and cause hurt in your children, you need to normalize that too and apologize and repair and show your children that, yeah, you may make mistakes and you might cause hurt in other people. So you need to own that and apologize for that and not justify it when you are apologizing and making amends. And then instead of beating yourself up and labeling yourself as a bad parent, 
you need to learn to forgive yourself too. So in conclusion, if you're one of those people who's ever wondered or even gone to the internet and Googled how to be a good parent, please know that I am 100% confident that you already are. Just the fact that you are asking is evidence of your intention to do good and be good and be the best parent for your child. So please stop Googling and searching for those answers and instead just love on your kids and slow down the rushing and instead get to know your kids as they continue to unfold and reveal themselves to you and stop the worry about how your kids compare and measure up. And remember that parenting is a journey to embark upon and not a race to be won. That this journey is sure going to come with a lot of twists and turns and complications and surprises, but you are ready. You already are a good parent and you're ready to be on this journey. You're prepared. This is who you are. You're meant to be on this journey. And if after all this and listen to this podcast, you still have any more doubt in your mind, I encourage you to ask your kids, what do you think is a good parent? I bet their responses will give you the only answers that you really need and that honestly really matter. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope you'll join me next time. And until then, I encourage you to parent with 3D vision. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one -on -one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the3dparent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D Parent Podcast.